Oh, oh, one more thing. One More Thing, a podcast about Columbo. I'm R.J. White. I'm John Morris, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Last Salute to the Commodore. Originally broadcast on March 2nd, 1976, directed by Patrick McGowan, written by ya boy Jackson Gillis, <laughs> and starring Robert Vaughn, Wilfred Hyde-White, John Daner, Dennis Dugan, Diane Baker, Fred Draper, Susan Foster, and, of course, Peter Falk as Columbo. And each time we're joined by a special guest this episode, it's writer and comic shop owner, Christy Blanche. But before we bring her on, take us out on Swanee's boat, John, won't you? <laughs> uh, I will, RJ. Uh, put your life jackets on, because here we go. A brazenly inebriated Columbo is summoned <laughs> to some sort of open-air maritime sanitarium in order to investigate the disappearance, the disappearance, the disappearance, and apparent murder of taciturn shipbuilder and frozen foods mascot Commodore Otis Swanson. (laughs) Who murdered this unsmiling old chainsaw sculpture? Was it his scene-chewing alcoholic daughter? His dippy factotum Swanee, who appears to have stolen one of the boats from Disneyland's Jungle Cruise? His lawyer and hooker aficionado, Kittering Esquire. The stocky guy with no personality whose name I don't remember? Lisa, the sun-kissed freckled brunette with a yen for zen? His grasping capitalist son-in-law, Charlie? No, it's not Charlie, and we know this because Charlie gets murdered too spoiler alert the double murder is one of only a handful of major twists of the Columbo formula in this avant-garde episode including the not so subtle touch of an apparent stealth pilot for Rockford Files Dennis Dugan Columbo is out of his element and almost literally out to sea investigating a murder among a dysfunctional family of Commedia dell'arte characters inside what feels like an Agatha Christie script that washed up on the beach. But still, if anyone's up for the challenge of solving a double murder deprived of his comfortable and familiar formula, surely it's Columbo or Richie Brockelman, P.I., one of the two. (laughs) Thank you, John. Uh, Uh, Welcome to the show, Christy. Uh, When we have somebody on for uh, the first time, I'll always ask him. Uh, how? What, what's your backstory with Columbo? How'd you first come to Columbo? Um, my mother used to watch it. It's always and... parents. It's always <laughs> yeah. parents. Yes. And I fell in love with the show. I love. She loved all murder mysteries. Well, I'm named after Agatha Christie. Oh. So... Oh, oh, oh nice. wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, uh, she was she was big into that. So we watched everything that had to do, you know, any murder mysteries, you know, even when I was, you know, three and four, you know, <laughs> that's why I'm so strange. Um, <laughs> so, and I've always, I just love Peter Falk, just, just adore him. So uh, I just, I have this obsession with it. It's, it's a problem, but no, it's okay. it's no problem. The now, first step is admitting it, but I'm not going to get to step two. So there you go. There you go. Good. <laughs> Now, uh, you you actually chose this episode, if I remember correctly, right? Why 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 did you pick this one? Are you a fan of this well, one? Because this one, it's a bit as weird as it is to say, controversial in the Columbo community. Which <laughs> right, oh my gosh, what a controversy! But a lot, a lot of Columbo fans don't like this one. Why did you well, pick this one? I, I just Robert Vaughn. Oh, um, just that. <laughs> okay, and and we we'd already Trouble done we'd already done the cruise ship one, so there Trouble you go. Waters, yeah, yeah. Which is where he shows up. He he wears a swim trunks in that one, which that's my favorite. <laughs> swim but, trunks and other pairs of pants as tight as swim trunks. Oh yes. my gosh! Yeah, so great. He's so great. Um, he's not nearly as he's mean in this one, but he's not as mean as he is. No, in no, no, no. Um, and the 
I also am a huge fan of Patrick McGowan, yes. who is the director of this. The, the Prisoner is the whole reason I bought a Blu-ray player is because Prisoner oh. came out on Blu-ray. And I okay. was like, well, that's why I have to have it. And, and um, he's got a nice long uh, relationship with the show leading all the way through to like, the 1990s ones, too. Yes. Yes. And as, as much as I love um, Robert Vaughn, he... Magoon is my favorite combo villain just because you can tell how much fun that they have, you know, playing against each other. And I love it that he says, be seeing you in one of the episodes. Cause <laughs> I just, I giggle like uncontrollably every time. Yeah. Um, I've seen it a gazillion times. Yeah. That one, stupid, yeah. But yeah. Um, it, it just, I just love it. And I like this one because it is a little bit different. Because, it's very and, strange. We're definitely going to talk about that. Yeah. And I don't, but I don't understand the hate because I it's don't like either. you, yes, you don't see the murder, but sometimes you don't see the murder. Um, Columbo appears very soon. And I mean, very quickly in the episode, which mm-hmm. is always a plus for me. Very quickly, um, and very sleepily. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And people have a problem with Mac. Sorry, I thought he was fine. I thought it was I, funny. Me too, yes. yes. And I love it. One of my favorite scenes is when Columbo, when they, they go to get in his car, and so he has Robert Vaughn get in. He has yes, nice drive, I, yeah. which is hilarious in itself because you've also never seen anybody else drive this car um, with the top down also, which is kind of rare. Yeah. You know, there's no dog. Um, right. And he, he has, uh, uh, what's his name, George... Is it, yeah, George get in the yeah, back George seat. Yeah, George Kramer. Yeah, George Kramer, Bruce Kirby. Yeah. Um, get in the back seat, but then he has Robert Vaughn get in the middle, and he's like all got his arm around him, and, and he's like keeps messing with him, and it's just so funny. I don't know why, and I, I used to have a, a picture of that as as a uh, one of my uh, things on Facebook for a while, just because it's like two of my favorite people. And, and also, and, uh, yeah, they're so funny. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um... I, I, I'm not. I, you brought up a lot of things we definitely want to talk about with this, um, but that that's a weird, interesting thing where there's so much uncomfortable, strange, lingering closeness and phys, close physical yeah. contact on the part of Peter Falk with everybody in this, but especially Robert Vaughn's character. Yeah, because he, he does it uh, again Charlie on Clay. one of the the on couch. Of the on, yeah, on the yeah, yacht on the couch. He's on the phone. He does that. It seems like it's always a whole bunch of just odd. <laughs> business that Peter Falk is doing. Yeah. So throughout this episode, he just seems kind of, as John alluded to in his uh, summary, eh, a little tipsy. <laughs> amused, I will, I amused will. and strange, and it, 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 it's I'll, interesting I'll to figure out why. I'll bet everything on him being legit drunk. Oh, probably, yes. <laughs> yeah. His reactions to everything, because, I mean, uh, John, I don't know if you want to do this uh, now, like some of the background on this episode... Uh, it was the fifth se- mm-hmm. last episode oh, of yeah. the fifth season. And, and it, it did seem like it might have been the last one all told. Right, because yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you read uh, Mark Dwyjak's, um The Columbo File, uh, the mm-hmm. entry in this episode indicates that uh, Falk was kind of on the fence about whether or not he was going to come back and do it, imo- do it anymore. Universal wasn't sure if they were going to do it anymore. So the whole thing just kind of feels like this odd sort of... Uh, senioritis uh, <laughs> eh, we're just we're just kind of messing around we'll make a strange one it was the last one great we're just gonna have a lot of fun with it just spending a week shooting something on some uh pleasant dock and marina 
um, in in L.A. there and just uh, mess around and screw with the format, and there you go. And that's definitely what they did with this. It's a very relaxed, odd thing. This well, is why... Then, I'm so sorry, Christy, go oh, ahead. It's okay. I was just going to say, when they weren't sure whether they were going to get past the first season on the um, construction one... Oh, right, um, The Architect, yes. We haven't covered that one, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that one too, if you want somebody to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, um, we Anyway, might. it's just so clever. Um, but, and as an archaeologist, I, I'm trained as an archaeologist also. Oh, jeez, so, um, I, I should have said that. I should have said that in the intro. How did we with that? Yeah, I, I should have said that in the I thing. Just, you know, it's Indiana Jones. Um, so, but, you know, bearing somebody in the pylons, it's like the same thing I said if I ever, you know, killed somebody, which I won't. Well, I can't say that, but not on wood. Yeah, wink, wink. Um, yeah, that it's it, you want to do it in archaeological excavation when you're putting in the backfill because nobody can can legally go in there and dig that up again. Ah. So, you know, listeners, um, uh, take note. There, there, if you'd like you to murder someone and well, really dispose of the body in a good way, there. find a building site, put them in the backfill. You'll yeah. be safe. All right, but it was the the thing I was talking about was the smoking. So he's always after you know I need to give these up. I need to give these up, and it's the yeah, same thing. Yeah, that's interesting. It yeah. seems like when they're not sure if they're going to continue, then he's not sure if he's going to keep smoking or not. Right. And it just I don't that just cracks me up. Well, I mean, but I mean, it gets in very. This is jumping ahead of it, but gets in so let that's throughout the episode where he's uh, uh Bruce Kirby, Sergeant Kramer, he's in there. I think this is the one episode he's in here more than any other episode. I think so. He's in there a this lot. Is, this is the first episode where he gets a first name. Oh, okay. All right. That's he right. Was, yeah, he was not George Kramer in any other episode, but now he's George Kramer. But and that's the end of the episode. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, this is one of the many reasons, I think, there, that this was a Kramer and Max stealth pilot. That would I be good. It, it almost happened. I'd be. see that yeah. show. I would have watched that show. I'm fine with, I'm fine with Dennis Dugan. And playing that I would guy, totally he played him fine. Yeah. His, they, his scenes with Columbo are great. They're fine. They're good at. They're I good think things. they were using his scenes with Columbo as a bit of a template too, because the uh, jumping ahead to the drawing room uh, declaration part at the end of the episode. Oh, the two of them when, together is hilarious. Yes, and uh, uh, Matt Don't show is, the suspects. Don't show that list. Don't show the suspects. Yes, right. Yes, exactly. Yes. And I, I felt like that was going to be Bruce Kirby's role the, in the next season's NBC murder mystery with Mac and and Kramer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kramer was going to be the guy going, "Don't show him that," you know. Well, because right. Mac had, and you know, the whole thing was Mac had the coat, which also the community right. got upset about, and right. it's just like, "Why was his name Mac?" That was stupid, and I'm like, "Because he's emulating Columbo with the coat." That's yes. yeah. not. Did you not get that somehow? So, but, but also at the very end too, when uh, Columbo just takes off in a rowboat. <laughs> To just throw I, his boat across the harbor, which like, was like, odd because he's always seasick. So it's I don't know. Right? Yeah. So then it's Kramer asking him like specifically that about wrap it up, like <laughs> yeah. the, the entire TV series. Like they could have gotten any more explicit about that. And then well, no, 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 and Kramer yeah. and then Kramer says like, "Thought you were gonna quit." And then Falk says, yet. "Not yet." It's like not wait, yet. so so it's. It, it's a weird, amazing thing to think it could have ended at this point with this episode. And they were, yeah, yeah it, it's crazy show. how they were setting up for that. So if you think about it in that context, watching it again, it's a really, really interesting Columbo episode for that. Like, they just kind of didn't care in a way, and they were just having fun with it, and eh, that's a, we'll mess, mess with the format a little bit. 
I like it. And that. McGowan got to do all of his fun stuff. And there oh, was lots like, of great camera shots, lots of weird directing yeah. choices. So many weird directing choices. So many weird things yeah. where just uh, beats last just a little bit too long to make you feel like it's uncomfortable <laughs> and strange. Oh, just that whole transcendental, transcendental dent meditation scene. Right, yes. transcendental dental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I can't the, the, the teeth meditating. Yeah, no, it's good. But it's, it's good so stuff. uncomfortable because I've done that, and he's like right up next to her and leaning, and I'm like, you you'll are touch somebody, me yeah, uncomfortable just by doing that. And I know that I'm not even there, but I was. I, it he made me so uncomfortable in the in those scenes, and I'm just like, why are you doing that? And then he tries to. Oh, he just he cracked me up though. I love this episode. Let and there was also it. another uh, weird. Uh, went on too long kind of shot. Um, the the daughter of the initial, the Commodore, like there was this weird mm-hmm. thing where the camera just has this weird close-up and zooming on her, and she's doing like kind of a weird singing thing or something like that. And Is that like, at the piano bar when oh, it's so biz- before she yeah, finds it's, out Robert Vaughn gets it? It's so strange. Yes, it's... it's there, there's just a whole bunch of strange stuff because they knew like, eh, it's our last shot, let's just do this. It'll still get on network TV. Whatever. She had her crazy. She had the craziest hair in this episode too. I, I think and she the had worst it. and the worst drunk acting. Yeah, the that worst was awful. drunk I think acting she, ever. Yeah. yeah, I think she had the craziest hair and the craziest brain chemistry <laughs> because she, no, pretty much everybody in this episode acted like they were insane, except yeah. for Robert Vaughn. He was the one character yeah. with sanity, yes. Who which is trapped? why he had to die. Who was trapped? Yeah. Exactly why he had to die because <laughs> Swanee was insane. Well, mm-hmm. no, Wayne was okay. The, oh, the, uh, the, the, oh, the guy beefy with no guy, you yeah. couldn't remember whose name it was. Yeah. The beefy, so, generic yeah, dude. He was, yeah, he was sane, but... He just, know. the only thing he set up was making Columbo yell up a boat at a dude. Vic I'm Beeferson. That That's, I love that scene. So wonderful, too. I love that scene. <laughs> because it seems like McGowan likes to have scenes in Columbo episodes where there's mm-hmm. just weird yelling for no good reason. And this yeah, one is kind of the about. pinnacle of that. It's yeah. wonderful, yes. This is one of my... I have and so many cracks up in the middle of it. Yeah. I'm so, I have so many theories about why this episode is so wildly different. And one of them I came upon me when we were watching the yelling scene, which is, I think this is Groundhog Day. I think <laughs> Peter... I think Columbo failed Wait, to solve Wait, you told me about your other theory, which I hope comes up soon. Oh, I've got but I didn't know this one. Before. Good lord. Let me okay. show you this one. This so is sure. Groundhog Day. What happened is Columbo was called to this... You know, they're the disappearance. They drag the body out of the lake. They got a dead Commodore. Columbo goes in to solve it. Can't solve it. It's driving them nuts. And then something happens, like they, they just close the case. And they move it to cold case. And Columbo wakes up, and it's the day that he was <laughs> called about the murder again. And he tries to solve it again. It doesn't work. That's why he shows oh, up. Oh, my God. He just looks kind of tired and haggard. Like, yep. and he's, he's not dopey. reacting. There's nothing. He's like, I've been through this before. Okay, this is like the... Mm-hmm. Ten thousandth time He's, I've done this. Hello, like with, yes. Like with the movie, we're we're catching different days as the episode progresses. That's oh why when God. he shows up the first time, he shows up when it's just a missing persons case. Good lord! Because he knows there's been a murder already. Oh my God! And oh, that's, that's why he's funny because he acts like he already knows there's a murder. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean and then like by, the very but, first scene where he's first there, she opens the door. He has this, it's so long for him to like turn around and he's completely emotionless. Like his, de- <laughs> like Falk's delivery of the lines, those first few, it's just very flat 
and strange. There's no emotion. And John, my God, that makes sense because he's just... I said this before like a few thousand times. I'm saying it again. Yeah. Here's this, 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 whatever. Anyway. Wow. The, the last line of the episode, he's he's boating away and he says something like, I'm joining Mrs. Columbo for dinner. That's because this is the first time he's been able to do it. He solved the case. Now he's out of the timeline and he can finally get back to his wife and his house. There his you go. Yeah. Sunday and Cher isn't playing anymore. Finally figured out water ducks boats and that's it. Yep. Oh, that's funny. Wow. That's one, that's one of my... Okay. I, I ended up watching what? this one four times, what, so I what? had a lot of time. To oh, ideas. my gosh. What, 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 is, what, what was the other theory, which we talked All about right. briefly before, too? This this is the real big one. And, yes. Okay, which I so, think you're, you're going to like this? It, yeah, you're going to love this one, Christy. I'm gonna, it's going to take a little bit of setup. So you have to remember uh, a couple things. This episode is shot in a really weird, exaggerated kind of pacing the characters are completely insane they are not acting like human beings act no no there's a lot yeah a lot of extreme angles and a lot of scenes that like the business the stuff that you would normally edit out is kept in so like think about in the in the drawing room scene when they're putting up the lisa s sign in the little bay window or whatever it is and it takes him so long to put it in there yes Yes. And it's like a good 30 seconds of just watching him struggle with this thing. And, you know, McGowan was directing it. Not only did McGowan star in The Prisoner, but he directed several episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my feeling, my other theory is this is an episode, this is The Prisoner. Yeah. We were, it's, taking place oh, yeah. Around, it's taking place around something that should be attached to the mainland, but seems to be surrounded by water. Everybody's yep. in seaside, like, vacation wear. Mm-hmm. And everybody's fucking insane. So yeah. it's... It's basically an episode of The Prisoner. And then he does that. You know, like you can see if The Prisoner had ended with McGowan getting in a rowboat and just splashing off into the water, that would have made perfect sense. That's, <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened here. It totally would have made sense. This is the Columbo uh, Prisoner crossover. Okay, uh, yeah. I got another one to layer on top of that. Okay, I, would, I would swear to God in a dozen Bibles that <laughs> Lucille... Does and- each Bible have a different God? What? That Lucille and George Bluth, Bluth probably <laughs> went to several key parties at this oh, marina or on this island. Parties. They knew these people. They had to have. So there's there totally oh, yeah. would have been a 1970s connection to Arrested Development through these weird, freaky, rich people who have tons <laughs> oh, of problems. Yeah. Yes. Joanna and Lucille were absolutely they were best friends. Well, she even 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 on the uh, Swanee's boat. Got Swatty's, oh Swatty's boat Man. going out. There was somebody who did a Lucille excited a Jean Parmesan laugh. Right. Drunkenly. Oh. Like, it's like, oh my God. That's like, oh dear God. So you know that the Bluths were out there. At some oh I actually, God. I think this I can is, picture is. the scene of the Commodore's murder in an Arrested Development style. Oh, sure, would, It would have to involve the Commodore seducing uh, <laughs> Lucille, and then George Sr. has sneaked onto the boat and manages to accidentally yeah. kill him. Yeah. And then you've got Buster's Captain Hook, so we're all good. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, my God, he's like a little kid, and he's got the Captain yeah. Hook. Oh, my right. God. That would be, that would be their and little foreshadowing kids. thing to that. Yes. That Somebody here is a writer. sailing at night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's perfect. All right, oh so God. good. We're, yeah. we're really okay. nailing this. I just I just <laughs> want to figure out at what point you'd have uh, Ron Howard at the thing. Like, he didn't. Something right. like that. There's got to be some about. line for it. Oh, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, I'll hunt it down. I'm putting it in the show. <laughs> the show okay. list. There needs to be a crossover. Oh, my God. Uh. 
Um, one thing so I watched, oh, I watched a scene of Airplane 2 last night just so I could see the Commodore as Oh, right! The, uh, yes. Well, we, oh, I, I was looking up his IMDb, he was in that. Uh, but John had <laughs> thought he was in uh, uh, another episode. Can- but I, candidate he, for Crime. Yeah. Candidate for Crime. He wasn't in that. And as I was scrolling through uh, the guy who played the Commodore's IMDb, um, uh, Mr. John Daner, uh, we found mm-hmm. out he uh, played some sort of major role on all the episodes of the wildly popular uh, spinoff of Dukes of Hazard, Enos. So, so I'll he had. Have a... to I I did watch that. So. Oh um... wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I vaguely no, remember no a judgment. little bit of it. No, no, of course, please, no. <laughs> we're t- we're we've been spending the last uh, three years of our lives talking about a forty-year-old murder show on fake internet radio. So yeah. Judgment is kind of low. We're okay if you Wait, saw Enos. Wait, it's fake? This, I thought these were, like, No, it's fake radio. It's like, this oh, isn't okay. even real radio. But yeah, no. Um, but yeah, the, the guy had a long, distinguished career that included Columbo and uh, pretty much the entirety of Enos. All right. That will be our next <laughs> podcast, Enos. <laughs> That'll be now, you thought Mrs. Columbo was a hard find. Episodes of Enos are going to be impossible. I don't, I don't even think that one's hit YouTube yet. I think people, no. YouTube, that, that, that's like crossing over some line for the internet stealing things. It's like, well, like I, I've got all these like pristine digital copies of Enos. Should we upload them? No. 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 Are you sure? No. All we have to do is I just have to plug this USB thing and the person like uh, shoots a gun to smash the USB drive. But that was the only thing yeah. that's, we're, we're done. We're done here. That's what Ron Howard would say. No, we won't. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. Oh, uh. my God. So I think it's actually kind of refreshing to find out we're all on the same page that this is not a bad episode. This is kind of fun. I enjoyed watching this. No, I actually, I I really liked it. I love, I love that you always know that something's up when, and I don't have this problem because, you know, this is a rich people problem when, when you leave your gated community and you're like, oh, hello, gate man. Um, What time is it? I'm like, Right. Just been used a few times on Colombo. Just, right, just a yeah. few. Well, actually, um, and actually, uh, slightly uh, just to divert a bit, uh, the gate man, uh, the wonderful, beloved John oh, yeah. Finnegan, a Colombo regular yep. through the yes, entirety of the show, which was nice to see. Sorry, please. No, no, he, that was. I thought it was great. Um, but I, I just love that because it's like, I never have that problem. I could never use that. I would have to totally think up another alibi because... I can't, you know, leave my gated community and say, excuse me, gate man, what time is it? Um, so I just I just find that that interesting. That's when you always know that they're trying to hide something. But I love it that they try and they make you think that Robert Vaughn has committed this crime. And then you think that the wife has and then you think, you know, then you don't know what to think. But I, I also think it's great that like Kittering, he's mm-hmm. in it for what? That's Ten where. seconds. There's no reason. Um, there's no, There's no reason, reason for him. Just, it was for Hyde White to be exist. like, I do quite like prostitutes. Yes. Know? Exactly. And I then every single scene, uh, flip out uh, flip out the Financial Times and read the paper. Yeah. <laughs> and chuckle and at then, things. Chuckle yes, at people being then, assholes. Then, here's the one. Nancy. Big deal. I'm yes. like, yeah, big deal. hired him. There was he no was reason to cast him in this. It's just so strange. that he did not even need to be there. And it's, and I... Either did did Wayne, you know, but that's all right. He he had a little bit of a role at least, but man, right, yeah. I was just like, what a waste of of you know 
him. They could have at least had him sing a song or something. It was, probably, it was probably throwing him a bone for his like uh, English tax, tax problem, troubles. Yeah. Yes, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, that, that might be a segue into something I've got in my notes here. Hmm. Uh, that was another thing that was very different about this episode. Because so, there are obviously uh, bits of padding in this. But yeah, in, thank in, yeah, a lot. Yeah. One or two, one or two. But they were at least uh, amusing but, as opposed to other episodes. Yeah. They well, the thing is that amazing. in in other episodes, we can usually pick to a pick a whole scene that's the padding. So mm-hmm. say like Larry Storch as the as the driving instructor. That's a right. whole scene that's yes. padding. Yeah. This one you can't do that. I don't think there's a whole scene no, that's it's completely padded. Yeah, you'll yeah, have you'll have like forty five seconds of him trying to sit next to Robert Vaughn <laughs> and touching him all over, and Robert Vaughn. Kind of trying not to crack up, but also trying to look completely disgusted at it. Mm-hmm. He was in he a was great excited. way. Or, or you have to have think to like, say, yeah. I, I watched that scene. I watched it quite a few times last night. Just that scene, because it's which, which so one the car the car sitting or the, the sitting next to him on the couch? Okay. Well, well both of them, but yeah. especially the car scene, just because I'm also in love with the car. I love the car. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. I've tried to find one, but they're impossible. So um, I did too, and you can't find. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're nowhere. Um, so, and I'm like, it can be beat up cause it has to be beat up. Um, and I can get a basset to go in it. So, um, <laughs> you know, dog. And then so, you can solve murders. Yeah. <laughs> well, or commit them which, either way, <laughs> bury them in the backfill. So yeah. There, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I know I don't remember. Oh yeah. But it's, I, uh, so those are padded scenes, but they're so funny. And, and you just, I think because McGowan and, and Falk and um, Robert Vaughn were all like friends that I think it was like really just, I think this must have been a really fun episode to film. Well, also yeah. uh, the, the guy who played Swanee, um, that, that fella, he was uh, Cassavetti's kind of stock. Fred Draper. Yeah, oh, he, yeah he, he was a Cassavetti stock company member. And also he was the uh, the uh, poor bastard Murchison in um, uh, the, the, the makeup episode with... Um, Oh, the cosmetic episode. Yes, yeah, he was. Episode. Yeah, he oh, walking around yeah. drunk. He, like a he, he was. He was a sad, poor bastard. I think he was in a couple other ones too. Um, this re- this reminded me actually while I was watching it. Was it was it you, RJ, or was it our our frequent guest and friend Leonard Pierce, who actually had a user friend, icon? Speak for yourself. <laughs> that that uh, commie. That, oh, I'll hang out <laughs> until we're done. Uh, but no, that had a that had um, uh, a Fred Draper user icon. Oh, that was probably – I think it was Leonard. Yeah, it okay. was Leonard. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the second he showed up on screen, I just flashed back to Leonard's, like, Twitter oh, and Facebook. Yeah, no, that, that was Leonard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he was just insane through the whole thing. Everybody – But, that, but that, that's episode. actually one thing with the mystery is that, yeah, they do the kind of fake-out where you assume it's Vaughn. But uh, partway through when he confronts the wife, you think, like, oh, he's covering up for her because he's burning stuff. Mm gives her the thing and then when he gets murdered of course you're like what but they Mm -hmm. don't present a lot to point it to swanee until the end which that's when they've completely turned it into yeah an agatha christie drawing room case so that's one thing that's weird like they don't really point to the swanee thing as much at all because he doesn't behave like typical colombo villain at all where he's nervous or Mm -hmm. anything like he's on an entire boat ride to colombo just get him all sorts of information all the live long day helps him out by dressing up as the commodore 
Yep. And right. there's, there's no indication <laughs> until the very end that it's him. And that way I could kind of see where as a fan of the show, you'd be a bit cheated, feel a bit weird about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I see that. But I think it was just, I think it was clever. I really like that. Because at first you're like, okay, well, it has to be Robert Vaughn, you know, because one, we saw him do it, and... He's, he's acting like that the entire helpful. time. He's helpful. He's very, this is the yeah, mizzen he's, he's doing this. He's, but also he's doing the classic, um, <laughs> here's how I think it could have happened here's, thing, too. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. it was, the bolt was here, and he leaned over, and this hit him here, and that's why there was blood, and yeah, he explains the whole thing. Uh, so, it's it's great. Also, is is that really where Lower the Boom comes from? I'm going to assume sure. I don't know. I, on the mizzen boom, he goes, because it's lower than the regular boom. It makes he's sense like, to that's, me. That's where know. lower the boom comes from. And I was like, really? Maybe so, it I is. I meant to Google that today, but I, I forgot. Ooh, Urban but, Dictionary would probably have that. They yeah. got a lot of They got a lot of yachting and shipping terms on there, I think. Probably. Probably different kind of shipping terms than you're thinking of. Probably. But... Nice. <laughs> yes. Nicely played. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so one of the one of the things that stood out to me on this episode is, uh, and it was like literally second or third time I was watching it. Columbo is not clever until about two thirds of the way through it. Oh, not at all. Right. He's yeah. like basically and, not until he's on the bridge. He's, yeah. He's he just and he, like, he's he the just, ducks. We were looking at the ducks, and I'm like, okay. He's sleepy and odd through the entire thing. He's like a gorilla. He just wanders around with this kind of echolalia and just muttering any word that's said to him, like mission boom. Yeah. Mission boom. He's repeating stuff back that people have said recently, yeah. <laughs> and I since really this wanted is... him to talk about, is this a boat or a ship? But ah, they didn't yes. know. I'm like, please, please shame. say that. Yeah, that they didn't bring it yeah. up again. <laughs> huh. But they didn't. But yeah, that's usually the... Uh, usually the bad guy says something, then Columbo will like agree with him in a really self-incriminating way or an incriminating way. That never happened in this episode until two thirds had passed. There were a lot of times when Vaughn said something that made it sound like he was wildly guilty, and Columbo would just go mission boom or something like that. And right? Off. Yeah. I think he just mission boom. Well, I tell you, we have a we have a prohibition on the show from doing Columbo impressions. But I really love that you can anybody I think can say Mizenboom and sound like Peter Falk. Oh no, the word just automatically makes you sound like that. Give it, a, give it a try, folks. Oh, I don't know if M- I want to. Mizenboom. 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 So I had. Uh, oh, I, I, the Mizenboom. I um, Maurice Lamarche does a great Columbo impression. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was on a panel, I was moderating his panel at Indiana Comic Con, and I was like, hey, I heard you do this great Columbo impression. And it's, so he does the eye and everything, and it's oh so... Oh my god, cool. what? Really? Yeah, and I was like, oh almost in tears, I'm like, is it really him? It's like, oh my gosh. And then I was like, why am I not filming this? So I was like, wait, do a real quick one. And so he did, he just did the as you wish thing. So I didn't, but the first one he did was... a columbo monologue it and, was and, so funny and as he did that somewhere kevin pollack felt a very very hacky pain in his liver <laughs> yes <So. laughs> oh but it was it's perfect so yeah i don't do a very good columbo impression well except for mizzen boom so yeah mizzen almost boom. nobody does so you're in good company oh the mizzen boom 
Not just in my head. Sorry. Yeah. Not a problem. It's a. It's. I can't remember anything else. Wasn't like the vein, the mizzen boom. That's the vein. Yeah. Yeah, and I. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was a weird. It. It was a weird episode in 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 a lot of ways, but not weird bad. Yes. Exactly. It it got like weird, interesting. Like if you kind of get into it, you're kind of like, they're just doing weird shit and it's fun to just, watch them just let's, throw this stuff up there let's just do this I'm not caring yeah. about it and i like that yeah yep. mm-hmm. yeah you know what i th- i think i liken it to is if you if you take up like a, a new sport or something you decide to start jogging like for health and the first <laughs> i don't know dozen times you jog you're like this is shit and i'm never doing it again but if you stick with it pretty soon you become like one of those jogging addicts yeah and I think if you can sit through this episode and then maybe try it a second time, you might start to see what's great in it. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, still gonna I'm if, still gonna rate it real low. But if you're expecting, oh. hey, if you're expecting <laughs> the the exact same Columbo that's the formula in every single one, this is the murder. This is how it was done. You know, 25 minutes later, here's Columbo. Right. Then that this isn't for you. But um, but here's the thing. What what I really love about about it is, I you know I went into it kind of knowing a little bit about the episode when before I watched it. You know, I mean, I've seen it a gazillion times. But and so I and I've analyzed it and thought about it way more than I should. But um, when people were watching this, knowing that this this episode wasn't any different than any other one, so they're watching it. And they see Robert Vaughn as the the bad guy, you know, at the beginning, and they think he this is this is a formula. So we know that he did it. They're not thinking, wait, we didn't see the murder happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not really thinking that far ahead because they're just they're just watching the episode. So I think, you know, watching it for the very first time live on, you know, network on, you know, that that day, then I think it it's a completely different experience than one like we're having watching it when we kind of know what to expect. Right, because this is kind of an odd thing. Yeah, you don't see the murder happen, and then you see him trying to do the cover-up of the murder, but then there are so many other things that are left out, too, because he's out of the boat, pretending to be him. You don't see him pack the Commodore in the car and then move him to the boat. No. You don't see any of that physical stuff happen at all. Like, you don't know about any of that until Columbo's trying to piece it together. Whereas mm-hmm. in the show in the past, you'd see that whole process yeah. step by step by step. And in this, it kind of robs you of that, which I could see where that'd be really frustrating. It's like, oh, well, this is how it usually goes. Why didn't I see him put him in the car, put him on the boat, put him in the ocean, then swim back and all that stuff. Yeah, you don't see any of that in this. And it was just such an odd, interesting choice to do this, but it, knowing that they figured, like, eh, we're probably done, whatever. You can see why <laughs> they might have done that. They just yeah. surrender. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, eh, we're doing what we want. We got the money. We're going to make this thing. Eh, good luck, everybody. See, my biggest complaint about the episode is there's Robert Vaughn gets killed, so there's not enough of him. That's, <laughs> there's there's that's still my... quite a bit of him, because he does a great job in this. He plays... It's so well, and you don't even have a great motivation for him because he's right from the outset. Right from the outset, 
he's just annoyed and annoyed and annoyed by Columbo, and there's no build-up to it. It's like right from the start. Oh, he's as soon as playing, he the door. Right, he's playing the annoyed uh, Columbo villain thing right away. There's yeah. no build-up to it, which is no, kind of, that's kind of fun. Any, yeah. So not, I feel like... You're so clever, and then I'm like, okay, I'm tired of you now. I feel like I got it's my... Like, yeah, I feel like I got my Vaughn's money's worth, actually. The brief time he's in here, I feel like I got it. I feel yeah, okay. but there's there's never enough fun. <laughs> okay, so, I'm just saying. Sure, sure. I'm going Christy, to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you this. I understand. Zombie Five Killing Birds for goodness sakes! I own the that video. I own the DVD, and it is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wait, what is and it again? Would, Pardon? It's not. It's called Zombies Five Killing Birds. I don't know what this no. is. What is this? Please, no enlighten. birds kill anybody. Um, it's it's a horrible, horrible movie. That he's in, so I collect oh all the God. movies. When was this made? It was in the seventies. Well, of course, it, it was. Wow, I, yeah. for some reason I thought with a title like that, it'd be really recent. But... Oh, it was awful. It was awful. Well, I'm going to ask me. you. Beca- I'm going to ask wow. you because RJ knew nothing of this. Are you familiar with Vaughn's role in Battle Beyond the Stars? Yes. I see all that. right. Um. Yes, I own that. <laughs> That's I one of my, my favorite list movies. Of, you know, I'm like highlighting. I watched this episode of The Rifleman with him in it. The Rifleman, The Murder She Wrote. So there's three of those. There's, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I have, people think I'm a little weird. I have like a picture of Robert Vaughn. I have a baby what? picture on my phone. Because um, I'm like, oh, <laughs> a baby? And they're like, you're kind of a freak. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand why you don't have a picture of Robert Vaughn as a baby in your phone. Well, I mean, um, okay, so I'll ask you. I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. Well, it's just we discussed so much Columbo, but obviously we haven't plumbed the depths of this Robert Vaughn uh, obsession, which is what it's we need bad. to talk about. Well, here's the thing, too. It's, it's, so I, I feel like this, a little frustrated that they never, they weren't able, who knows why, to bring him back for a 90s episode. A few people they did, he would have been perfect for like one or two of those because he was still oh, yeah. very active when they were making those. He would have been perfect as this older guy playing some kind of creep, killing somebody. It, it's just amazing to me they didn't they didn't bring him back for the, the back half of Columbo for this. I mean, how do you yeah, feel about I, that? I am so... Di- I am very disappointed. I'm... I'm. Well, I think he should probably be in every movie, but uh, every <laughs> Well, uh, there's probably a middle ground somewhere. Yeah. A, few, um, a couple of extra Columbo episodes <laughs> and every film ever. Uh, maybe we can uh, come to some sort of consensus in the middle of yeah. that. Yes. Okay. Ty- Tyler okay, Perry's zombie. Every fight. single one. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah like, he would have been oh, perfect oh if they brought him. I, I I, still don't know why that didn't happen. It really should have. He would have been. He would have absolutely been perfect. Because yes. he plays a great good guy, but yeah. he also plays a really, really great bad guy. Like, he, he would have been like, a know. really great, like, kind of a sympathetic bad guy. Sort yeah. Of. In the later yeah, one, I, I think. I root for him. I'm yeah. just like, you know, oh, you know, I always want him to win, even if he's a bad guy. Way um, to go, retroactively, way, people who made the show 20 years ago. Nice work, jerks. Yeah, jerks. Killing Ugh. Birds was 1988, so it was a little oh, okay. bit later. Than okay, there we go. Um, yeah, That's it, why I didn't remember it. It's so bad. It's so bad. I can't imagine um, how with that title. The best part of it is the commentary at the end where it's like commentary on Killing Birds where Robert Vaughn talks about everything but Killing Birds. He talks about it for about three minutes. A and voiceover? And he says, 
No, he. It's a little interview with him. Oh, okay. And um, and it talk. They talk to him, and so like three minutes, he talks about killing birds, and the rest of the time, it's about everything else, which is great. But in the three minutes he's talking about it, I'm like, I I didn't see any of that in this movie. I mean, I I I don't think that really happened. You know, it's like it was very much more in depth than the movie really was. He, so. he knew it was gonna be direct to video, so it's fine. Yeah, he yeah. got a he got a check. He was okay. Whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, like, you know, I hey, the kids need braces, so, you know, I'll, I'll do right, this. yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I was devastated when, when he passed. Just devastated. So, I'm sorry. yeah. It's okay. I'm very recently, it. so, yeah. Yeah, I know he, he lived a nice, wonderful oh, life. Oh, no, yeah, had a long he was, career. He was a doctor. Did you know he Wait, was what? a doctor? Yeah, Wait. he had his doctorate. Of what? Um, it was in, um, was it in communication studies. I oh, believe. really? No, and I had no did, idea. Wow. He wrote his dissertation. I told you, I'm a freak. No, no, it's um, fine. Go ahead. Uh, he wrote his dissertation on black, the blacklisting in Hollywood. Really? It's actually out as a book. I have it. What? Um, yeah. I had that's, to find that's it. It's actually a, fascinating a, to me. I didn't know at that. A library that's sale. Neat. It took me a while to find it, but, um, but yeah, it he was amazing. Um wow. so yeah. Oh my god. I, 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 yeah, that 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 alone is like really really interesting to me. Like I had no idea. Yeah, I, so, I would like to read so, that. I should look for that. What what's uh, what's the title of that? Uh let me it's on The Robert Facebook. Vaughn dissertation. I think it should be easy to find if you google it. Yeah, but, it's yeah. called uh Only Victims. Oh, okay. So, but it's I, it's good. He did really I feel good like part. I want to make a. I want to have a really brief trivia round, and see if I can stump Christy with some Robert Vaughn trivia. You probably can. Okay, go nuts. I'm gonna. All right. Really long uh, day. I'm gonna sit back try. and smoke one. So yeah, go do ahead. me a do me a favor, RJ. When you're putting this putting this together, see if you can get a little like Jeopardy music or something to put in the background. Oh, I'll get something appropriate. Sure. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. Uh, I got a couple questions here. I got from IMDb <laughs> trivia, so this is should be fairly common knowledge. Let's see if you can Let's get see. this together. Uh, what are the names of Robert Vaughn's two adopted children? Oh, I don't know. Charlie? I don't <laughs> well, know. Well, this ended quickly, so I'm not going <laughs> to have to find a long bit of music. No, you can just like do toot and then turn it off. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. See, I could cheat and go to IMDb myself and pretend like I was smart, but um, I don't know. I don't know their names. When you tell me, I'll, I'll know oh, them. Okay, sure. It was, my, it was my fortunate Cass- life. Cassidy and Caitlin. Yes, but they're they're adopted, right? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm going to do uh, this next one will be really interesting to RJ and I, who I think are obsessed with this. Uh, Robert Vaughn played the character Napoleon Solo on three different shows. Of course, two of them were The Man from Uncle and The Girl from Uncle. What was the third show he played Napoleon Solo? It was uh, Please Don't Eat the Daisies. It's Please Don't Eat the oh Daisies. Oh my God! Really? Yes. What? Yes. How does that, that happen? And and is it part of the episode? And 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 I'm just going to assume it's probably part of the Tommy Westfall universe. So isn't everything? Is everything? Yeah. Uh, Okay, I'll do one more because I like this one a lot. Actually, it might be because I was just reading up the Tommy Westfall universe uh, yesterday, and I think I did see "Please Don't Eat the Daisies" on there. So it probably (laughs) is. It probably Probably. is. Okay, I don't have a year for this, but I will tell you that the California. Oh, I, I blew it. The California Democratic Party approached uh, Robert Vaughn to run against what career or new newly minted career politician? Oh, and you don't have a year. 
No, I don't have a year. I don't know. Ronald um, Reagan. Yep. Ronald they Reagan. wanted him to run for governor of California. Yes, against, uh, I, I remember reading that. I, um, I remember when he wanted to do that. I didn't know. I forgot that it was against Reagan, but he yeah, was, it was he the. Had, uh, it was he was cover- a friend with the Kennedys. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, was, hung out with them, and he was actually um, on the the train that took Kennedy's body. Mm-hmm. He was on it. Okay. Yeah, no, um, I, I remember yeah. uh, this was um, uh, Rick Perlstein's most recent book, his follow up to Nixon Land. Uh, that actually they brought that up. That he was uh, going to try to go against Reagan at some point. Yeah, weird. And he also he was, he was like really good friends with James Coburn, and he's the one who. Oh, really? Him. Yeah, he was like really good friends. Actually, the first time I think the only time he ever did drugs was with James Coburn. Um, <laughs> he talks about it in his. Book. You know, though, if you're going to do drugs, you want to do it with either James Coburn or Lee Marvin. Those are the was only it, two. Those it, the two guys back then. Was it yeah, Coburn or Marvin who, when they were in the Navy, used to drink the fuel from the from the missiles from the torpedoes? Oh, I don't know, but that's awesome. Good God, it is. I mean, it was actually. I think it was like an uh, an anti freezing coagulant. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it was Lee Marvin because that guy. It sounded like Coburn to me. Stuff. Oof. <laughs> so it, so that he was he got he got James Coburn the the um, magnificent seven role. Because they were like, hey, we want oh, you to do this. We God, don't know anybody right. else who wants they to do there. it. Yeah, yeah. So he was trying to get people he wanted to hang out with. So that's huh. why I always argue that he is the coolest person in the Magnificent Seven. Huh. So, yes. And that's really that. hard company to beat. But right, yeah, still, yeah, yeah. Wow. He also shows the most growth in the movie, I'm just going to say, as a character. I've never seen that entire film, actually. Oh, really, you should. It's I so know, I know, I really ought to. Yes. I know the I mean, theme you can't song. Be runner, Steve McQueen. And I know they loved it on Cheers, so I really should <laughs> see that. It used to be a used to be a Thanksgiving tradition in our house. We would crash and watch The Magnificent Seven. Oh, really? Oh, That's neat. Cool. Yeah, you know, get a movie for a season. A new one because I don't need. I don't think ours I need was to. fighting. So yeah, that's cool. I just don't know. <laughs> ours was fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Christmas Christmas was for the uh, the longest day, and then my father would show off what little German he remembered by going "De langeste Tag." <laughs> <laughs> so one of the characters in the movie says it at one point. This was "De langeste Tag," and he so says he repeated it a lot. the dialogue. <laughs> and he's hard. German, but it was like literally funny. all he knew. Yeah. Huh. Nice. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that is pretty funny. I'm trying to find more uh, trivia just because now I'm fascinated. So Columbo he was, too. He was. Such a fascinating character. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just, I, I, I don't know. He ought to, yeah, he really ought to have been in some more of these. Well, I think I can tell you why he wasn't because I'm reading all this trivia and this bio stuff. Basically, he just was amazed how none of his friends seemed to have all his friends in acting. None of them seemed to have a private life. They didn't have like family. They didn't get to go anywhere. They were constantly mm-hmm. working, working. And he and his he doesn't uh, at the end of his life he didn't go to award shows because he and his wife preferred to just watch them on TV. Yeah, but he was I still, think, he was still doing stuff during the, I know the he second was, era of Columbo. So which is, I think which is kind of crazy because he in his in his um, autobiography he talks about how ever since he was young he always wanted to to dress up. You know, um, he would always go if he had any extra money he'd go and buy new suits and he was always like always had to be like that and his. Um, his mother would had him, he, 
memorize the soliloquy from Hamlet. And that's what she would like put him on display to do this and all that, you know, but he was always like such a showman and such a, a you know, a dapper dresser that you would think he'd want to go to the, yeah. the, well, the where, event. Where was he from originally? What, what, what part of the, uh, the nation and whatnot? Robert, he's, Robert Vaughn? Yeah. I wanna, he's, he sounds a, so British. He's like, he's the he's most not, British sound. No, he's the most British American we've ever had. That's uh, what, you know what? You guys talked about that. Cause I listened yeah. to on the podcast um, for troubled waters. So mm-hmm. I listened to that one um, where he had the comedian. I'm sorry. I don't remember. His Richard Massar, who actually is British. Or yes, so he's, he or so he's told us. He says, no, like Robert Vaughn. I think he's, I think he's scamming us, but yeah, anyway. And he said that that's why he wanted to do that one because it had the most British, the most British people in it. But yes, also, right, yeah, yeah. Like Robert Vaughn is the most British of Americans. But where is where is he from originally? Um, he's was from New York. Oh, okay. All but right. he also, but he he moved out to L.A. and and he got um that's where he went to I think high school. Um, he went to USC. Oh, kid. Okay. His, his degree. Um, and then. But I think he was originally, I think he was originally from Minnesota and then oh, it was his mom and his dad left and his he, mom went to live with his aunt. I'm trying to remember. Um, I, I know. I'm sorry. And let's then, start um, a Robert Vaughn podcast, Christy. Let's just, let's just sw- dump dude, the Columbo thing now. Totally right. be, I would totally do a Robert Vaughn podcast <laughs> in a heartbeat. We can talk about every one of his appearances on any show ever. Um He's he's just super awesome. He's so interesting. It's it's unbelievable. Um, I uh, uh, personally, I've always wanted to do a podcast just about all of Harry Dean Stanton's sitcom appearances, but there's not many. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. Great. Have you have you ever seen him in the Protectors? Uh, yeah, that's the um, the little uh, half hour English show. Yeah, like an adventure show, right? It they were they were they solved crimes. There were three of them. Well, two and a half, because one guy only showed up every so often. Um, uh, no, I haven't seen the protectors. I'm the kind Contessa. of interested in. I'm kind of interesting hunting down his Coronation Street appearances. Wait, what? He was on that. You know, yeah, he was. He was a long-running character on Coronation Street. So we Wait, obviously are we, are we talking uh, Harry Dean uh, Stanton or Robert Vaughn? Robert Vaughn. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what? Because I mean, that one was kind of like, I'd see that. Yeah, his voice sounds like became a boring show, but if uh, Harry Dean Stanton was on there, uh, I'd watch a couple of those. Just him going in all, going all little craggy and stuff, smoking a cigarette, wearing a just a cotton coat. Like, hey, how's it going? I, I, I would, I would definitely see that. But I just love picturing this like rabbity American drifter hanging yeah. out with Carson. Yeah, I know. God, that, that's a completely different show. I, I'm there. You got me. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, free sure. television, but I'll give you money for it. I'll see that. Sure. Should, should we talk about Colombo? Oh yeah, maybe you want to drift that. back to that. <laughs> well, I, it's, uh, so I was going to bring up in my notes uh, talking about '90s episodes. Uh, Dennis Dugan, who plays Mac, the young uh, detective in this, um, went on uh, to become a film director. Sure, he did a whole bunch of like um, he did uh, a bunch of Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler films, too. but he also directed uh, the '90s Shatner episode of Columbo. No, Butterfly, he didn't. Butterfly and Shades of Grey. That thing that makes I him that, that makes him one of the few people to actually be on Columbo, Columbo. and then direct one because it's McGowan, right there him, Patrick McGowan, yeah. McGowan, him, and I'm not sure who else. Yeah, because was never on, but he directed. So maybe he's the only one. 
who actually acted. I mean, he's the only one other than McGowan who acted and directed one eventually. Have you and guys I... already talked about a stitch in crime? Yes. No, we didn't. Wait, which one is that? Haven't we? The Leonard Nimoy one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, yes, of okay. course. Yes, yes, yes. Dang it. Yes. Okay. Shoot. I yes. love that one because it's one of the only episodes where you see Columbo get really angry. Oh, really pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. So which, angry. Which he is and, the. Oh, my gosh, Leonard Nimoy is so smug. He, in that. He's the polar opposite of that in this. He's the most yeah. relaxed. Oh, yeah, he's just like he's the, back. He, actually, you know what? In this, he's kind of the embodiment of dog through about three quarters of the episode. Columbo is. <laughs> he really is dog. Where you would pick him up and he'd have no reaction as you just carry him about the set. And he even does that. There's like the one scene where it's very strange uh, that the, uh, the, the Coast Guard fellow is trying to explain to Columbo the concept of islands... Which is what? Okay, sure. And he's kind of getting too intense about it. So Dennis Dugan has to like, let me try. Let me try. You're While Columbo just lays there on the dock. Put this foot out there. And Dennis Dugan is like, okay, Lieutenant, you're there. And I'm here. Your foot is the end of this island. And this is what I'm saying about everybody is... being... Everybody's insane. And he could well, it's that. It, the, the, literally, it's great, he could though. have just pointed and said, yes. the ocean's over there outside that channel. Right. But All I mean, he had to do. But, I mean, you're, you're saying thing about John, everybody's insane, but it seems like everybody in this episode was really fine with playing to the level of strangeness in it. They yeah. all... I think with the exception of uh, the, the, the beefy guy who you can never remember, right. everyone else, the exception of him, played really well... And I don't know if it was the general atmosphere on the set, if it's just McGowan being a really good director and telling the actors, this is the way we're playing this one, you do it this way, you do it this way. But everybody, to a person, except for that guy, does that so well. Their strangeness, uh, they're just being lackadaisical about it. It's just so odd. I mean, even even uh, Bruce Kirby, the way he plays Kramer in this, usually he's just this very annoyed guy. But in this... He's a little tight about stuff, but it's in a way that's kind of funny and fits in with everything else. It's just yeah, it all it all comes together. The weirdness of it very very well. And you know what? I'm going to give that to McGowan being like a really good director of this episode, knowing exactly what he well probably working very closely with uh, Falk because Falk was always oh, very yeah. very vocal about how he wanted this to go. I think the two of them together knew exactly what they wanted and got it across to the actors so well, and it just all fits that strangeness of this episode, which is fun. Yeah. This alternate universe, Los Angeles, that Columbo never goes to. (laughs) That he's never been to. And he enters this weird bubble, like John said, of this weird kind of the village, and as soon as you get off the mainland and go to this, this weird island, you're just overcome by this strangeness of these rich weirdos and you just start acting and behaving so bizarre. So by the time when he's just in the weird little beat up crummy rowboat going back to Mrs. Colombo, yeah. he's trying to get Which back is, to normalcy yeah. somehow. Yeah. All I had to do probably was go, hey, can somebody give me a ride back? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Actually, who's going to take his car back? Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. It just, he just can drive it now. It, it's so. this. It's this weird, almost magic realism. There's this entirely weird, enchanted, stupid, murderous island just off of Los Angeles 
Columbo goes <laughs> up there. Murder he's a, he's affected by it. Everybody else is affected by it, and it's just bizarre. I like yeah. this episode a lot. God damn it. I don't care. <laughs> this is fun. I don't either. I love it. I don't care. I mean, yes, I know I'm a little biased because it's a Robert Bond right. episode. Right, yeah, but even beyond but that, it's a fun, weird, I, goddamn thing. It's neat. It's, it's, it's just really fun. I think it's, yes. it's, I mean, yeah, it's some, you know, it's like the people are crazy, but you know what? I'm, they are a lot of them. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's a, there's a thing that. I love uh, the Arrested Development connection though i just i'm so I, putting that together now all i can do is i want to rewatch it and just picture lucille bluth as as her um probably the, the guy the guy missing a hand works at the uh, shipyard yeah, yeah that, that's, exactly. that's where they found him to do the old like that's why you don't yeah that's why you don't that's probably something. where they found him yeah yeah <laughs> oh it's great that's oh great. My fa- i'm sorry go ahead john one of my favorite things about this episode is um the the actress who plays the daughter, Oof. the drunk daughter, on more than one occasion looks right at the camera. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, and I am right. I'm positive right. that was intentional. I'm positive McGowan said, "Look right here." You know. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That wink. I wish she would have winked. There's so many. <laughs> oh, weird... that would have been amazing. Yeah, there are so many weird shots in this thing. So many weird shots and long uh, camera movements. Yeah, I yeah. like this episode. This one's good. I think this one's it is. fine. It's, just, it's, you know, fine it's nothing thing. I would drag a, a new viewer to see. Oh, hell no. No. No, no, yeah. no. Good lord, I mean, no. Just, yeah. And at, at the end, you know, it's like, when he goes, tisn't. Which tisn't. means right. it isn't. Yes. And I'm like, really? You <laughs> yeah. think? Yeah. No, I just wanted to go, okay, but it's Peter Falk. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm like agreeing with him. And I'm like, I, I know this. And you know, you know who it is, right? And it just seems—I don't know—it it ended very quickly. You know, it all wrapped up very. You're, you're right. It's very Agatha Christie, but I like Agatha Christie, so I'm okay with that. But <laughs> right, yeah. I really, I just, I love it because of the goofiness. I could watch him. I could watch he and Robert Vaughn sit in that car all day, just or try to you know, squeeze into the car and comfortably to squeeze and awkwardly into yes. there, or you know, <laughs> yeah. take phone calls. I, I just. It just because I know also that Robert Vaughn had to be I don't even know how many takes. I wish we knew how many takes they did of that. Yeah. Because he had to have laughed so many times. Oh, because sure, it yeah. was just so funny. I mean, I was cracking up. Well I mean I was the, the, totally the, uncomfortable, but so cracking up. Well I mean the thing we brought up uh before about um you know, on the yacht when uh, Columbo takes a phone call uh from the Coast Guard <laughs> and he feels like he has to sit up and stretching the phone cord across the pond, <laughs> but just pretty much sitting on Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn seems like he's about to crack up. At yeah. Oh yeah, he does. During that. Yes. And like, he's going to get his arm this, around him again. Just yes, like no, he puts his arm around him. Well, actually, one thing, a huge indignity, like when they find uh, the dead body of Robert Vaughn, uh, before they cut to commercial, uh, uh, Falk is moving in. He's even getting in too close <laughs> on his corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. He's getting in inappropriately close to his dead body. Well, you end. know what? Which I can't blame him because if I was in a room with Robert Vaughn, I would have to sit right next to him and put my arm around him. So <laughs> have to sit right next to his corpse. Even yeah. the late Robert Vaughn. <laughs> around his bones. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, this you actually... best friends if you just knew me. Yes. Um, there, so much of this is off formula, and I think... I got to get your opinions on this because, um, so, you know, in every Columbo episode, there's the moment 
where you know that Columbo knows he's got the killer. Right, I've got yes. that written down here someplace. Okay, so what what did you think it was? Do you think there was a moment uh, for Robert Vaughn and a different moment for Swanee? I couldn't find it. There wasn't a single moment for Swanee, which is the one thing yeah. that bothers me about it mystery-wise. For Vaughn, it's pretty early. For Vaughn, I think it's early when he's going around the house with him. Yeah. But yeah, Swanee, but... there isn't one. There isn't Which one. Is kind of he, crummy. Because he uses him as a double for the Commodore, it yeah. seems like they're they're buddies in solving this crime, you know. So Which story wise, it fits the story, but then it doesn't fit Columbo figuring out a crime. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it just no, there, there really isn't until Well now I hate this episode. Room, <laughs> no, you don't love it. You yeah. love it and you know it. It is fun. Um, I like it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't feel like there was a really clear moment for Vaughn at all. And then when I rewatched it after I, I knew about the twist, I was trying to watch for a Swanee moment. And I don't think there was one of those either. I think no. Columbo might've been confused until the last second, which, Oh, by the way, to tie it back into the groundhog wow. day bit. Yeah. To pull it back That's to groundhog true. day. It's I groundhog think he, thing. I think he did accuse everybody oh. on different groundhog oh, days. Nice. Oh, he, I, he probably did because oh. he, yeah. the piano, he accused the, the wife. He yeah. was gone. I think he probably accused Kittering, but he was too busy with his prostitutes. Big deal. The newspaper, yeah. yeah. Big deal. I know. Yeah. It's just like, you're an ass. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I was like, you are such a jerk. It's Who like, got a nice check for just coming in like two days? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm still living off my My Fair Lady yes. money, so I don't really need this, but, you know, I'll come in and talk about prostitutes for a few minutes. You know, as long <laughs> as I that get was in the newspaper. I am willing to bet, because one of the things we learned uh, from the Columbo file book was that Mac was not in the original script, and this was something that was kind of added, which, uh, you know, again, I think that's for the stealth pilot. But yeah. I bet there was a lot of improv in this, and I'm willing to give Hyde White that the prostitute thing might have been an invention. Ah, that'd be fun. That, uh, that'd be, be funny. funny if it was. That'd be very fun, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be pretend. hilarious if it was. <laughs> oh, that's old rogue. Oh, yeah. That incredibly old rogue. Even then, he was like a Stelgetti old. He was super old. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and it would have been a prostitute because nobody's going to sleep with that. He's so. got class now. Don't don't age shame Hilfert. Oh, <laughs> do business. I'm, I've got to read my newspaper. So. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't know. That was, it was just, again, he didn't need to be there. Except no, exactly. He was it, the one who said. Actually, sorry, go ahead. Wait, who is it who explained? I can't remember now, and I just want to that explained that he didn't do it. Out, it was Columbo who said he didn't do it out of love. It was because he couldn't inherit. He couldn't if his wife was convicted of the murder, he mm -hmm. couldn't get the right. money. Yes, yeah, because of California law, and Hyde White backed that up. That yeah. He, okay, he and Hyde White yeah. backed that up, so yeah. that you know he had that. He had that role. He, yeah, he was he able had, to put in that plot point. But, you know, the thing about uh, Hyde White reminds me, I think it was Roger Ebert who wrote uh, about Groundhog, Groundhog Day. There was no reason <laughs> for uh, Chris Elliott to be playing the role Chris Elliott played. Like, you would cast Chris Elliott back then to play a certain thing, and there was no reason for him to be in that film. So he's kind of flat no. in that. Yeah. So that just, that just reminded me of the Groundhog Day and the Hyde White and this. There's, like, no reason to have that guy playing that role. You'd want them to play something else, and yeah, so... Yeah. That was relevant as heck. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you got ground. It was ground. Popped into day. my head. 
Sorry, so, it wasn't a bunch oh. about Robert Vaughn. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. I'll I'll let that one slide. But you know. yeah, don't don't take that from him, man. He'll get uh, he'll start to think he can get away with it. Yeah, no, okay. I can't get Next away. time I expect I can't get away with crap. Well, let's <laughs> uh, let's start uh, wrapping things up a bit by kind of doing our uh, final thoughts and the thing. Uh, we'll start with our guest, uh, Christy. Overall, uh, how would you rate? And I mean, we have a good idea, but uh, overall, how would you rate? And what do you think of this episode? Well, I love this episode. Um, now, I have to say, if it maybe if it didn't have Robert Vaughn in that role, it would be lower on my list. But I put it, you know, I can't. I put it up pretty high. I'd say it's like mid. You know, it's not. It's not a. a I'd say it's a it's a mid episode. If okay. it didn't have Robert Vaughn, it it would still be a mid episode. It's a little bit higher. Like I would choose to watch this because it has Robert Vaughn in it over a lot of other episodes. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I again, I, I I have I have a Robert Vaughn problem. Right. So, yes. Of um, course. Understand. Yeah. We a lot of us do. Yes. Very understandable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, I, I have I, a Robert Vaughn problem it. too, but it's. And I uh, also like Patrick McGowan, and I will watch. I, I will watch anything that he ha- he's involved in. I think he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, the the episode with he and Leslie Nielsen, I, I yes. is one of my favorites. Uh, what is it? Identity crisis. Crisis. Yes. Identity yeah. Crisis, yeah. Yeah. I lo- now that I love that episode. I just I, Leslie Nielsen isn't in it enough, but right. um, it's it's so good and it's so yeah. clever. And I, I love every bit about it. And Clumbo eating ice cream with the little girls is so super creepy. You <laughs> yes, know. very much so. Yes. <laughs> so creepy. Uh, but yet, uh, it's like, he's not dangerous, so it's okay. But, man, I just, so, yeah, I would say it's mid. You know, it's 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 it's, it's up there. Okay. Um, I, I have to admit, the first time I saw this uh, ways back, it bothered me, and I didn't like it. And so when we were going to watch this, that combined with uh, reading people all the time, we're like, oh, that's terrible. It's one of the worst episodes. So I was like, I started watching it. Like, ah, oh, this is going to be rough. I, I even posted about it on my Twitter thing. Like, oh, it's going to be a tough one. And then I'm watching it and watching it, and something clicked, and I realized, like, no, this is actually fun and interesting and bizarre. It's weird. And yeah. I liked them messing with the format uh, just messing with the form of the whole series. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like my uh, top ten episodes or anything, but I, I like this better than a few, quite a few of the 70s ones. This is fun. It's odd. Yeah. Uh, Falk is wonderful to watch in it because he's just having a weird darn time in it. Yeah. And, yeah, the direction is really interesting, I think. And, yeah, yeah. Robert Vaughn, I like it in a great deal. Um I enjoyed this episode quite a bit, I have to say. Good. I am sorry uh, for those who say it's uh, the worst thing uh, since uh, moldy sliced bread shaped like oh, Hitler. But uh, I think this one is actually a kind of a lovely little fun time for a mystery Yay. show. Yeah. John. Yes, sir. You know, what the, would you uh, rate the mo- this? Oh, sorry. Please go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> The the moldy the moldy bread shaped like Hitler is furious because he doesn't hold any of Hitler's values, but he's still <laughs> judged because of how he looks. Um, I call it alt bread. So John, <laughs> John, uh, how is how is you rate this episode? Plus, every time somebody sees it in public, they just punch it right. Oh, in the I've face. been smashing so many loaves of bread these last couple of weeks. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I, I think John trying to get the uh, two face card. Yes. So what, I, what was that? Sorry. I think at your 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 
thoughts on this episode have changed, I think, from the beginning of this. I think I think you like it more now than you did. Oh, I actually I actually ended up really enjoying it by the end. Like like I said, I ended up watching it four times, but I do have a caveat to that. Yes. Which is this happened the first time I watched the episode back when I was binge watching them all on uh, on Netflix. Uh, I fell asleep the first time I watched it. Oh, and then okay. I thought then I thought, oh, OK, I better watch that one again. I must have been tired. I watched it again. And it is so disjointed and weird that I actually stopped paying attention and missed the part where Robert Vaughn was killed. <laughs> so I'm watching. Wait, wait, John, like, John, I, I'm trying to figure out where this is going. Did you confuse this? Uh, with an episode of um, the Derek McGavin series again? No. Okay. No, although Cold I did check. find out that John... No, uh, Enos. <laughs> Enos, right. It was an episode of Enos. Yes. Um, but no, it, uh, I do know, just to, to tie that real back, John Daner, who played the Commodore in this, uh, did play a police chief in uh, Cold Track Nights. Oh, Star hey, Wars. nice. Oh, that's awesome. Wonderful. Glad Great. to throw that one around. Great. Um, yeah, so actually, before I get into this, I want to take issue with somebody who I think they tweeted in response to us announcing we were doing this. And called this the proto '90s episode. Yeah, no, and I no, take, no, 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 no. I take his meaning being that like it's kind of a it's a bad one or it's off formula, but yeah, this is not a proto '90s episode because it's really experimental. Yeah, and I do think it's the avant-garde Columbo. Sure, sure, I go with that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did. I I finally stayed up long enough to watch the twist, and then I I watched it again so that I could get screen caps. And while I'm watching it the second time, I started to kind of like. Yeah, wait, there's something interesting going on, and I, so I watched it twice more. And by the end of it, either it's a Stockholm Syndrome thing, or <laughs> I'm really just awakened to what's good about it, and I, I started to really like it. It's not in my top ten. Okay, well, no, of course, uh, yeah. And I definitely would not, if somebody had never seen Columbo before, I would steer away from this for the rest of my life. Like, this oh, would be sure. one of the last episodes I'd show them. Right, no, I understand. Um, yeah. But, and I'm not going to rate it that high. To be perfectly honest, because I do think it's an acquired taste. Oh sure. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and it's so it's so unusual that it's not it doesn't even really fit easily into the Columbo canon. Yeah. No, because it's, it's it's again it's 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 your Groundhog Day episode. So yeah, yeah. it fits into that weird like it's in a completely just separate universe, strange yeah. like fucked up Brigadoon or something like that. It's stuff its own it, universe. Yeah. Yeah, it's the perfect way to describe it. It is definitely in its own reality because think about the number of Columbo things that don't show up. There's no dog. Mm-hmm. The wife only gets mentioned at the last second. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. She gets mentioned oh, does she? at the very beginning. She gets mentioned. What was it? Because I wrote it down. Because <laughs> he says he's going to meet her and then he's shoot. Okay, you go ahead and talk and then I'll tell you when. Um, but yeah, he's he's not adopting the usual Columbo mannerism, which is that affable kind of dunce. This time he's like he's grunting, he's just sl- you know, like well, he's drunk, but he's slumbering through his scenes. <laughs> um, he must have been drunk. I'm not. I'm not. Gonna no, no, it. yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he just feels like a completely different character. So if I have to rate it by Columbo standards, I do have to give it a middling ratio or middling star rating but i do feel like everybody who loves columbo should watch this one and be really open to it to like enjoy it on a on a deep level oh yeah yeah so but if i had to give it a rating uh i would definitely give it a uh a a let's say six uh 
Oh, I should say five police officers and one suspect crammed into Columbo's car doing donuts around a big circular driveway. Which out of was 10. awesome. Wait, six? <laughs> there was a five or six of those out of ten. You do that was also... five cops and one. Oh, okay, so six people. Sure, that, that, that's good. That makes sense. Yeah. It's not too but bad. You do get to see Robert Vaughn combing his glorious hair. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, yes. So... There is that. So, so uh, uh, that actually, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I got to say, look at the the circular driveway scene where he drives it around once. That's where I figured out the the prisoner idea. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. So I, I just want to ask very briefly, very very briefly, because yeah. we already uh, got a, an hour thirteen and change here. Um, if this had have been the final episode, would it have been a good, interesting ending after five seasons of the series? Or no? In your your folks' opinion. Like him I, throwing away, whistling this old man, would that have been a good way to end the show? Probably. I would My say feeling, probably. Yeah. Because it's, it was fun. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was Columbo doing something stupid and goofy, like he could <laughs> do except. I might have rather have him, you know, drive his car off and have dog in it, though. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I would say that probably if it were 1976, I think that when, that's when this came out, and I was watching this, and I was a Columbo fan, and it and it ended up being the last episode. I'd be furious, <laughs> but, yeah, but ten years ten so. years later, ten years later, I would go. No, actually, that was a good way to go out. It would have to grow on me. Right. It's like the the ending Deadwood. Like, when it happened, everybody was like, fuck, they canceled it. They're so angry about that last episode that left everything up in the air. But it's been almost 10 years now, and I kind of feel like, no, that was actually the perfect place to end it. Okay, good. Yeah. It. All right. Yeah. I haven't seen that show yet, so that's it's on my list. No uh, no spoilers, but... It's about uh, cowboys. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, great. Now I'm not going to watch it. Right. Yeah, eventually it becomes a modern place. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, so that wow, so I, I it's kind of odd because yeah, the the weird reputation of this episode is that it's a god awful abomination in the history of Columbo. Uh but the three of us eh, kinda liked it. Wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah. That's all that matters. It's just no. gonna contribute to the show's popularity amongst the Columbo community. Alright, well that's the show for this time well, around. Hey, I'll tell you what. When mm-hmm. I had at, at my comic shop I had Bob France, who is a huge Columbo fan, who he actually I let him borrow my um because he had only seen seasons one through seven when they were on Netflix. Which mm. ne- come on, put him back on because I like to Yeah, I know, that's the thing too. We're bringing up like uh, we have not heard <laughs> any information about where that's coming back streaming, so yeah. I mean, I have them all. I have I have actually three sets just in case. In case mm. I need to borrow when somebody needs to borrow it, they can borrow one and then I have one and then one just in case something happens to one. Um cuz you never know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> um but uh yeah, my kids haven't eaten in a week, but <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but, so Bob was there. He's he's a comic book uh, writer, and so we were talking about Columbo the entire time. And then Kyle Starks was there, who said, who actually said, you know, all oh, my friends do this podcast, and I'm like, the the one more thing podcast. And he's like, he's like, yeah. And he's like, you know it? And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. I'm subscribed <laughs> to it? Are you kidding? 
Small so, world. Pe- people it's speak fun. of us in in less than in more than hushed tones. I can't believe it. <laughs> no, that more than hushed, disdainful voices. That's that's day. flattering. That's good. Little kid, come up. Will you sign my book? Shut up, kid. We're talking about Columbo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they yeah. should not. I don't think little kids should be buying Kyle's books anyway. <laughs> not Kyle's. Oh, they're. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay. Speaking, of, we we alluded to it. You just mentioned too. Uh, your your shop. Uh, where can people go for that? Uh, it's plug time. Hmm? Muncie, Indiana. At okay. Uh, we're right downtown Muncie. Beautiful, beautiful downtown Muncie. Oh, sure. And uh, we're at ayacomics.com. You can follow us at Muncie on Twitter or me, Christy Blanche, on Twitter. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's an awesome thing. We've got actually, uh, I just spoke with Kyle Starks today. He'll be with us for free comic book day. Hey, nice. And he, he said, hey, you still want me? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, boy. So There you go. Perfect. <laughs> no That's Kyle your boy there. Are the two words he says the most <laughs> on a daily basis. Yeah and boy. I'm um, so excited for his new book because it hits my oh, sweet I'm spot. I'm so excited I, for his new book. I love, what, what, what is it? What is that? It's going to be a book about, you know those movies where it's like a martial oh. arts tournament that bring in like crazy martial artists from all around the world? Sure. As I understand it, it's that but with hobos. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Perfect intersection of two of my interests, right there. <laughs> it's so awful, wonderful at the same time. That's fun. All right. Have you, his sex castle is is incredible. So I've, I've always heard. said that Kyle's sex castle was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for doing that joke first. I, <laughs> it was right, a race. It was race the finish. Like, and... You should try this book, Sex Castle. It's the name of the guy. It's not <laughs> right. you know. Just oh, trust sure. me. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think was also yeah. a uh, Robert Vaughn series in the late 80s. Syndicated, of course. Sex I'm Castle. Sorry, it was a Robert oh. Vaughn series in the late 80s. Sex Castle. I would totally, and yeah. I would have watched the show. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I would own it. I'd put it right next to Hustle and, you know, The Protectors. There you um, go. Yeah. So, <laughs> we want to do that Robert Vaughn podcast. I'm all for it. Um, I have, I can talk to my uncle group. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my Uncle Group, he's not one? doing so well these days. My Uncle Group, he's got like a thing on his leg. So uh, we're we're hoping Uncle Group doesn't... I don't know what that is. All right. So, Thanks for putting us down there. I got an, uncle, na- I got oh an uncle named Group was the thing. I don't know what that was. Like, what? What yeah, is I don't know. My, my, my Uncle do you remember, Group. Do you remember when we were like telling jokes and having fun and then RJ had to invent somebody to get cancer? <laughs> yes. Okay. No, it's not cancer. It, it's, a, it's a growth, but hopefully it's not. So, John... <laughs> Yes, sir. Do you have any announcements or things to plug lately? Did I up? already announce it, though? I thought I announced it last episode about the well, new Well, I don't book. know. Our last episode was like five months ago, so say it again. Say it again. The well, people uh, love hearing you, about it. I'm sure they do. Of course, you know I wrote a book last year called The League of Regrettable Superheroes, right. documenting 100 of the weirdest and wildest superheroes of comic book history. Very fine. Well, well Thank you very much. Yeah. No. And we have followed it up now with the Legion of Regrettable Super Villains, featuring uh, 108 of the crap. weirdest super... Yeah, we had an extra eight. My publisher kind of surprised me with that. Because um, <laughs> I was thought I'll do that. That book from Diamond. So say that again. Uh, sorry. I just pre-ordered that book from Diamond. So, oh, it's uh, available pre-order. Oh, so when's it supposed it to be? It is now available for pre-order. Oh, it is. Uh, it comes out March twenty-seventh or twenty-eighth. Oh my so gosh, it's coming up soon. It's Great. Exciting. If you want to do a signing, come to my store in, in Muncie. Maybe. In Muncie. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, do. I you know, I will have a signing at uh, Powell's in Portland, so I'm very excited about that. Wow, oh, really? 
Jesus, yeah. that's a real thing. That's not a the books, though. Hey, not the city of books, not the big one. I'm going to be at uh, some kind of underground chud. Don't say uh, that. Say, we'll don't say that part. Don't say that part till people uh, start to get there. You get, you trick them in the door. You get the rubes in the tent, and then you say like, "Oh, sorry, it's this." You get, you sears yeah. them up. Sorry, the he's actually switch. What he's exactly is the bait and switch? They're going to show up at City of Books and they're going to tell him, "No, actually, sorry, he's eight miles away, sucker." No, no, yeah, they'll send him to the basement <laughs> down, down the. They'll send him to the basement. No, he's down there in the boiler room. That's why I want that. Uh, but anyway, yes, you can you can pre-order it. All right, great. So so search for that online, folks. It's on your your uh, better online sellers or. Ask your physical or, bookseller or comic shop to see if they can order it for your you. Your local comic shop, and yep. they will they will gladly order it for you. Support local comics; it's the only thing that's keeping us in business. There we go. Um, Good. Our, our customers, obviously, that's kind of a dumb thing to say, but um, but yeah. <laughs> so, Actually, uh, when is when is Free Comic Book Day this year? May sixth. May sixth. Okay, so it's coming up. So yeah. we'll hopefully it's talk about that a couple up. other times. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, yeah, thank absolutely. you for being on the show. This was fun. Thank you. Asking, this was like I was so excited for this when you guys asked me. Oh, I was thank you! Just thrilled, and I, I was like, I get to talk about uh, Peter Falk and Robert Vaughn. Yeah, it's the most I've ever talked about Robert Vaughn in my life, and I'm uh, nearly forty-two <laughs> years old, so this is good. Yeah, in four decades, that's good. It's just a day. Finally, finally get around to it. Yeah. When he passed, I had my phone like just it went insane. Um, oh, I was so getting were texting plane. you. They knew. Oh, oh yeah, and I was oh, like, man. Oh, man. talk about him this much, and everybody's oh, looking at me like, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I found out, I was on a plane, and I, I turned my phone on, and my phone, like, just went crazy, and I was like, who did I piss off? And then I saw, <laughs> somebody said, I'm sorry, and somebody said Robert Vaughn, and I just, like, turned my phone off, and I just went and cried in the bathroom for a I, I, I hope to have the same thing happen to me when uh, Henry Kissinger finally passes. So, that's <laughs> gonna be... Well, everyone's man. gonna be. Everyone's like, RJ, are you okay? Yeah, I'll be all right. I'll be okay. I'll be America's fine. Foremost war criminal just died. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll be all right. I have to collect myself <laughs> for Professor Kissinger's passing. I'm sorry. It's Tom Baker for me. I tell you, because we lost oh, Robin Williams and Gene Wilder in such a short span of time, and when Tom Baker goes, I'm out. I'm checking out. Uh, uh, it's going That's gonna be. That's gonna be. Mm, no. Yep. Nope. This last year was really tough with Bowie and Alan Rickman. And... Did Bowie die? I didn't hear about this. <laughs> You're so funny. Ah, but... uh, boy. And our podcast. Yeah, All right, so. And this David Bowie. Shut up, Mom, okay? Um, yeah. Let's listen to music in his honor. They're like, you do that all the time. Yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah. So, but yeah, that's hard. But Tom Baker, I'm a huge Hoovian too, so Tom Baker is going to be a, a rough one. So yeah. I have his autograph. It's to me, so that's kind of cool. Well, so you're <laughs> set then. He can die. He's fine. You got his autograph. Oh my no, goodness! No, I still, I'm sorry. Still sorry. What am I saying? Yeah, he gets he a growth on his leg, doesn't he, RJ? Oh no, yeah, it could he happen. Just like, uh, just like Uncle. Uh, I forget the name of the uncle. Anyway, <laughs> Uncle Tumor, I don't remember. <laughs> All right, we're breaking down. We're breaking down. Yeah, Let's... we got to go. All right, well, that's the show for this time around. Uh, if you want to listen to other episodes of Just One More Thing, go to jmtpodcast.com or look for us on uh, your favorite uh, audio podcasting service. That would be iTunes and the TV uh, movie section, on um, Google's podcast thing, Stitcher, what have you. Uh, if you want to see... Summaries of episodes, uh, po- uh, screenshots that John pulls together, you can go to Tumblr 
at jmtpodcast.tumblr.com. Twitter, we post a lot of things. We retweet other folks. We like to respond to folks on there. If you can guess it, yes, jmtpodcast.twitter.com. And if you want to write to us, send us an email. We like getting emails from you folks. Columbo at the city desk. Dot net. That's program. I'm R.J. White. I'm John Morrison. Before we go out, we uh, do dedicate this episode to our listener, Lisa Stein, because we promised we would mention that. So here's to you, oh, Lisa. Right. Thank okay. you so yeah, much for listening. Yes, thank you. Yes. And, thank you, Lisa. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your pledges. And so, yes, we'll be back next time with what's our next one? I already forgot. We're doing the. Uh... <laughs> We're doing a uh, uh, Grand Deceptions. I Grand Deceptions. No, no, no. It's most interesting. Match. Oh, it's, all right. Most dangerous matches. Uh, most dangerous uh, match. You guys in. Most boring episode. So yes, that's uh, our next one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> sort of. No, all right. Uh, so we'll uh, talk to you next time. Thank you. Good night. Bye. <laughs> oh, listen. Just one more thing. Do you remember what he took yesterday? Well, I had to go back to work. But by the time I left him, he had a few specials, some sweet. Hey, you, Brad!